Wow. <clears throat> well, I got a, you heard a cough, all right. That's a cough. This is an unplanned podcast, as they say. And uh, it's hot out here. It's 8.20 at night. We've had some really hot weather in Phoenix. No, it's 8.10 at night. And we're still sitting at 100. Come on, baby. Oh, man. I can't get my... I know it's 72 in New York, but that's not what I want. So it's uh, about 104. And we'll see what if I can reboot that thing. And uh, I'm outside... We kind of had an exciting day today. Oh, it's 101 with a 20% humidity. 101, 20% humidity. And that's a 52, 52.6, 52.53 degree dew point. And it's hot. And um, <coughs> I got a cold. Can you, you can get... I mean, I got this cold the other day. It's sticking with me. And uh, <coughs> amazing, right? So I'm not sure where this came from, but hey, bud. Where are you, bud? And the air conditions are humming. And we had some excitement this morning because I was up really early this morning, like 5. It's still dark out. And uh, I'm uh, doing some journaling, reading, doing my thing. And uh, Bud's sitting on the... What is he sitting on the... He's sitting on the stairs. And all of a sudden he gets up. And... uh, Come on, bud. We gotta go. If you wanna walk, let's go. Come on. He's in this bush. Come on, bud. Let's go. And he, bud, had a rough day today. Um, he's on the stairs, and I'm doing my journaling and reading. And, and uh, he, he takes a step down, and there's a flurry of activity. And. Uh, and then I'm like, whoa, what was that? I heard a little, maybe a little squeal. And I kept doing my thing. And then a few minutes later, I thought, hey, he's, what's he doing over there? He's licking his paw. And that's when I figured it out. So we have scorpions out here. And uh, after 20 years, I'm pretty used to scorpions. In fact, I killed one last night in the garage. You just step on them. They're like little bugs. Brown, so they we have brown carpet, brown, light brown, tan. So they, they blend in there with, uh, with the background. <clears throat> so Bud got stung in the paw. I'm looking for the... had to turn the lights on because it was dark. And uh, he probably tried to eat it. He's, he does bees. He, he uh, sticks his paws on the bees and then eats them <laughs> so so bud we had to get bud some benadryl i did, you know so his right paw was <coughs> very uh, impacted by scorpion sting 
So I got stung before, too, in the leg and the butt. I think I talked about that. It's a numbing, like a bee sting, like a pretty hard bee sting. And, uh, yeah, so that's the bud. And now it's freaking hot out. Man, it was like 110 today. But you know what? I was actually kind of, I was inside all day with my cold. It's 78 degrees and air conditioning. So <clears throat> I kind of had a little chill, but this 101 is not really that comfortable. It's hot. It's heat. It's dark. I see some lightning out there. And uh, that's that. And uh, yesterday was not a great day, really. Um, <clears throat> I know about job interviews and things, so I had a phone screening. And I know all kinds of preparation and things. And there's so much advice out there on how to do these things. And I just... I have to be, I'm just honest with people, you know? I just feel like, if you ask me a question, I'm gonna answer it honestly. So I know the techniques, just, you know, they know that they, people say like they know you're gonna ask these certain questions. And this one was on selling and quotas and things like that. And selling is so interesting. I, you know, there's, I get the impression like where my son works, there's 150 people all selling the same thing. Well, you can do a lot of comparisons in that environment. You know, you, if there's 150 people in the same offices with, you know, they do have various <clears throat> regions of the country that they call on. So there's that kind of variability. But when you get high numbers, high volume of sales, everything changes, right? And I'm used to direct accounts and uh, small accounts. So um, that's uh, my experience. So I did the interview. I don't know how. I, it's intimidating. It's high tech a bit. I don't know. I just I get I get I, am I, I have such huge negative self talk or I don't know what. I think I I ruminate. I love that word. That word ruminating. I do a huge amount of that. Anyway. Um, I did this interview, not sure it was awesome or not, but you know, who knows, maybe it was okay, maybe it's good enough. It's a screener, so maybe they'll bring three or four in, and maybe I scored low, and I, there's low expectations, so I'll hopefully I'll get an in-person chance, so I'm doing more preparation. You know, I did a lot of technical preparation for this, but I, I, I kind of realized the screener doesn't know the answer to these questions, so I did ask them anyways, and knowing that she wouldn't have the, the knowledge of the history and stuff. But it was a nice conversation. So maybe it's better than what it was. I don't know. I, would, I, I was bummed. Because it's like I wasn't prepared for like these really quick answers on specific sales numbers and quantities. And I'm not really proud of some of my experiences because I had a couple companies go bankrupt. And I realized I'm basically selling crap, you know. And you can't, you can't, you can't talk negative about the companies you work for unless they go out of business, which, you know, <laughs> I think, I think, I think, uh, 
I think he can then. Maybe I'm starting to let me cheer myself up here on this podcast. So if you work for a company and they go out of business and you're your sales group, if you've only been selling for them for like a year, it ain't your problem, you know? I mean, they had problems. They, I don't know, they hired you to be a salesman at a company that goes out of business. That means they're just, it ain't your fault. Yeah, they wanted you to be the hero and rescue them, I guess. But uh, <clears throat> it's no reflection on your ability. I take it personally. I, I'm a hero wannabe, I guess. I want to save the day. Yeah, let's fix this up. Yeah, let's go do this. But uh, hey, you know, I guess Clint Eastwood said it. A man's got to know his limitations. Well, you can't save crap. You can't sell crap. And uh, maybe I can spin my stories that way, in a way. In a, in a good professional way. It's like if I want to, like, I'd say, and especially in my, my business is really technical stuff. And I said, hey, if I wanted to be a successful salesman, I would do something easy, which it sounds easy, but like, I'll go sell iPhones at AT&T wireless store, okay? How about that? You know, people come in, they, uh, they know what they want, and you win either way. You win if you sell a Samsung, you win if you sell an iPhone. Woo! AT&T, baby. So, uh, so and then, then the wireless guys, they... Uh, AT&T, they're always selling iPhones and upgrading and doing their shticks. So, yeah, if I wanted to just do sales and sell all day, I would sell something easy, right? This is, this is kind of a good conversation, actually. And how to spin it into a story, I don't know. So it all, and it probably all lines up and makes sense. I just haven't figured it out yet. <laughs> So anyway, I was really bummed yesterday, and then my, my son was moving out of the house to an apartment. He wasn't moving out because he can't, he can't stand us. <laughs> but he was moving out because we're about 20, maybe 20 miles to the university. And uh, it's about a half hour drive. And going to university, it gets, it gets really old fast. So he's, he's like a mile away now and uh, with a roommate. So that, that's a better college experience, really. So he's going into his junior year. He did this good thing. He went to community college for two years, and now he's doing the four-year thing, and that's all, that's all good. And uh, so I don't know what happened overnight. Um, I think one of it was the, his roommate parents are pretty cool and uh, I mean in an athletic professional sports way they're sports way they're cool he's a former baseball player and works for the um, Kansas City Royals now as a scout so they they go around and chase uh, up-and-coming baseball players to see if they want to trade for them or have them join them in baseball wow what a skill that is you know and uh, so they they were very nice, and they're they're going to uh, they're happy that uh, Garrett and Cameron or my son are rooming together. 
and uh, so I got to get some Bud's doing his business here. So let's take care of that. There we go, Bud. Nice job. Um, so they helped us put some furniture together, and it's a shared furniture. But we had like a big de uh, table with four chairs that had to be put together, and so forth. So um, did that. And so yeah, they were they were hanging out. They did that. And I had to put this bed together, which was probably good therapy for myself and my mental state that I was in. So it was kind of, I mean, it was yesterday, it was really hot. Today was hot too, but I think yesterday might have hit 115. And the air conditioner in the apartments, it's okay. We probably kept it at 82 or something. So it wasn't too bad, but I was sweating up a storm putting this bed together. It took like an hour. And uh, they had to go get some more stuff too and do different things. So. <clears throat> so I was there for almost seven hours. You know, my wife was there and it was just, it was just chores, you know, just cleaning up, putting stuff together. And I don't know, it was interesting. There's probably an emotional thing too with, uh, with your youngest moving out of the house, you know. So I really hadn't thought about it because I had a, a job interview on the phone, which I was more concerned about, I suppose. But probably deep down, there's uh, some emotion there. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, but it's, again, it's weird because he's basically 20 minutes away, half hour. So that's cool. And he, he needs to have this experience and be closer because he's heading into some pretty tough coursework, junior, senior year in engineering. And he needs some classmates that he can study with because otherwise he's going to, uh, I can't answer all his questions for him. <laughs> I don't, I really don't remember a lot of this stuff. I mean, I, I just say, now we didn't have Google when I was doing it in the 80s, but I'm just like, differential equation? Can't you just Google that? You know, here, I'll show you. <laughs> I can Google them now. Google answers to stuff that I didn't have that luxury, you know? So, um, yeah, but and more importantly, it needs to be with other students there and uh, work through that, so that's good. And... Uh, then I was just, we were just um, exhausted. So then I'm thinking like, man, I'm an old man. <laughs> Can't be doing these physical things, but yet I'm not and like an old man, you know. But, you know, definitely feeling the limitations. So that's... Uh, that is what's happening. So, Bud, what do you want to do here? This is a different street. And I don't know where this street's going. We're going to... We'll try this street out. So, I don't know. I just... This morning, what was happening? Um, a little bit of connections. Got to make more connections. Broaden the circle. 
and uh, yeah um, feel a little better about things um, got to get more opportunities in the funnel so and also um, from an interviewing standpoint and I mean it's good to do interviews just to learn but uh, yeah so I got called to do an interview next week on Monday and you know you know people clap like yay oh wow great job interview but it's it's for insurance which I'm not super excited about but I'm like at this point I'm like let me listen to it um, it's a little bit of pride swallowing to do that stuff because it's kind of like well I could do selling at uh, the AT&T wireless too right sell iPhones like we were just saying um, so <laughs> we'll, we'll do that because it'll be fun it'll be fun I, I, I've enjoyed I did this a couple years ago I talked to an insurance agent I think we ended up talking for like three hours I he wasn't trying to sell me anything but it was just a good conversation and uh, yeah so <clears throat> maybe that wasn't the best model for me at the time that kind of company and then I got an email from uh, I think a new HR person somewhere because their email or their name came up Veronica account an account sounds like that's a weird name I never heard of someone's last name account and uh, then they said we're looking for a phenomenal business development manager. And then it says something at the end. It's like, and the VP, you know, needs to have all this stuff. So it's like, I didn't ask any questions <laughs> because I was like, okay, so are you looking for a business development manager or are you looking for a VP, you know? And, uh, and I'm not a title person, so I don't really give a crap. It's to me, it's about the company fit what's maybe maybe I need to be the VP I mean if it's not I'm disappointed now if it's not the VP job but it's only a hundred and twelve million dollar a company so these numbers that get thrown around are always kind of funny because in my uh, my big engine business I had a I uh, <clears throat> had like a sales goal <laughs> of seven hundred million dollars how about that you know, I'm glad I had that because it's fun to talk about it, but it was really ridiculous. But um, because it's helicopter engines, right? So when when the U.S. Army needs Chinook helicopters, they uh, they need two engines. So, gee, tough sale there, buddy. <laughs> maybe it's just like the iPhones, man. Hey. But I guess maybe I made it more complicated than it was. Maybe I should have looked at that job as just being a, an AT and T wireless iPhone salesman. Probably would have. I probably would have been less stressed. So, because uh, uh, yeah, I didn't have a very good, very good manager. So. Yeah, managers have to communicate. Yeah, gee, who would have thought about that? Who would have thought that? And I need to learn to ask better questions. So there you go.
So what else? What else? Um, so just feeling pumped. And then thinking about talking to this baseball player. You know, he said he's going to go to Korea to watch a, a pitcher. I said, oh, are you going to stay? Are you going to go see a bunch of games or go throughout the country? He's like, no, I'm going to spend some, most of the time in Japan. And then I'm going to go to Korea for a day and watch this pitcher. So I said, well, I must be a starting pitcher. And I know some stuff about baseball, right? So, and more, I mean, most, all, all baseball fans probably know this, that there's a, in the national and major league baseball, they, uh, what they do is have a starting pitching rotation, usually five days. So, so the one pitcher pitches on Monday, somebody else on Tuesday, somebody else on Wednesday. They usually play three-game series, travel on Thursday, and then play Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So you only pitch every five days, every five games, which is probably six days. Gives your arm a rest. So uh, this Korean guy is going to go there for one day. You know, so that's I just do it instinctively, ask questions, right? And I thought about that when I was waking up this morning. I was like, you know, one, you have to know something about baseball. And then two, you have to be interested enough in other people to ask them good questions, right? So I freaking do that instinctively. That's like a, you know, some people call it a talent, a skill, a strength, let's say. It's just, you know, and I've been reading about things like just we all perform better when we're like in the flow. People talk about like being in the flow, you know. Well, being in the flow is also when you're using your strengths. So, I mean, they don't really get very specific about that, but really we're all in the flow when we use our strengths that we're really good at. <coughs> and things just come easily to us. So what comes easy to me is just asking questions about, you know, being interested, being curious. I'm a curious person. Ask questions, you know, go into the details. It's probably why I drive or have driven these, uh, the church people crazy. Because <laughs> I ask questions and then they, they think I'm was it? Uh, contentious and contrarian. Yeah, yeah, that's me. And I, you know, it's, it's almost thought of as in a negative way. <laughs> it comes across to me like negative. I think it's a positive way. People should be able to uh, hold their own, right? I mean, was it, do they get a free pass because they're a pastor? Oh, yeah, no, don't ask me any questions. My favorite was uh, when the guy is talking about like, well, you know, so-and-so over here is a great pediatrician doctor, and when you go in to the uh, pediatrician and, the, you know, you don't question... The pediatrician, do you? Well, actually, a lot of people do. do. <laughs> and same thing with an accountant. But it's like respect. Is, it, is that was he looking for? Respect or something? It's earned, baby. And, and by answering a few of my questions or listening to me, then you will earn the respect. It doesn't come with a title. Maybe, same with, maybe that's it. 
That's just not me. I'm not a title person. And, and I don't respect, oh, quote-unquote, authority. Is it, you know, if you want respect, earn it. Earn respect. And that, and that should be what people comment about or think about. We have to earn our respect. Same with writing a book, I suppose. Earn the respect. Do a good book. Don't put out crap. I, won't, I almost put out I was close to putting out crap. They probably would have told me, like, no, this is crap. You can't do that. <laughs> I would hope they would. So I'm starting to rewrite today. And it feels good. It's like, it's hard for them to tell me what to do, you know, like, you know, because I'm so stubborn and shit like that. I, I know I don't know how to write, right? So, I mean, I'm not saying I do know how to write, but it's hard for them to, like, give me the next step, you know, or something. Or I, I just... Or, and I just had this feeling like, well, they, they know what they're doing. And so um, they uh, would be able to tell me, like, no, you got to do this. Well, I'm, I, I'm, I'm saying screw it. I'm going to do it my way a bit. You know, I'm still obviously going to go for their advice. But after looking at my first draft, I just realized it's not kind of it's kind of not worth saving the words. And then I thought, like, well, wait a minute, like, they talk about these word counts in a book, like 50,000, 70,000 words. And it just dawned on me later today, was like, well, shit, man, if I, if I, um, instead of, like, trying to, like, salvage, you know, paragraphs here and there, I got the idea, you know, and I've got a better outline now. I got a better flow, a better idea. So why don't I just rewrite the damn thing, you know? So I did 5,000 words today in like less than two hours because I can type well. And it's probably not brilliant writing, but it's a lot better than the shit I have on the paper now. So, so I'm kind of like starting over a little bit, but I'm thinking I'm going to get 10,000 words tomorrow. I'm going to keep going and get it more in a a readable style book, not just my dump. So my first run through was just dumping out my beefs, talking about minutiae that nobody cares about, um, especially reading it. I can make it funny because that's that's me. I mean, I, if you're listening to this podcast, I don't know why you're listening to it, but hopefully it's, you get some chuckles out of it. And... Uh, so, yeah, so my minutiae I can talk about verbally, and it's great stuff, but reading it is like, what? So I'm learning. This is all part of the learning process. And it's taken a long time, and then I feel bad for the people that I'm kind of sort of working with. I don't know what their position is. I think they're, like, pissed off at me. And they're like, this dude is effed up, man. He's off. He's a whack job off <laughs> And there's some elements of truth in that. So I'm trying to pull it together and be more quote-unquote real. And I don't, there's some kind of light went off today. I don't know what it is. I have to attribute it to the idea of writing. I don't know if I attribute it to this cold and I'm just like, you know what? I, I have a cold. I'm just weak. I'm not... I'm not upbeat. I'm just like beat down. And I, I was like, normally I would have gone to the gym either yesterday or today, but I got the cold, so I'm not. And uh, if I don't feel better tomorrow, 
I may not go to the gym tomorrow either. So, you know, and that's probably okay. I mean, I get, I'm very, I have a big tendency to, if I, I'm very unstructured person. So if I do start with structure and I start to drop out of it, it's discouraging to me because I'm like, dang, I finally got some structure working in my life. And now this happened. So I'm back off to like unstructured. I'm unstructured in so many ways, but. And, uh, so yeah, so yeah, so some kind of weird light went off today. I don't know what it was. And I just feel better, even though nothing's changed in the job market other than I got two calls for opportunities, (laughs) which, which is really good. (laughs) Both are probably questionable and doubtful about whether they work or not. And uh, the others are, the other things were just like, well, I, I can't do much about that. And I don't even know what I meant there. I think the drugs, I just took some nighttime cold medicine. So maybe my brain is already starting to shut down and get ready for bed at nine o'clock. And I am sweating, even though it's not as hot as usual. I can hear Bud. Maybe you can hear Bud panting here. He's walking pretty strong on his Benadryl, too. <laughs> Dogs on Benadryl. I kind of panicked. It's like we gave him a 25 milligram Benadryl tablet. And uh, not knowing, like, you know, just assuming, like, odd, oh, he's 22 pound dog. He'll be fine. He's not, he's not tiny, but he's also not, you know, huge. So I had a little bit of a concerns so I googled it and it's uh, one milligram per pound so he's got three milligrams above and there's no way to like cut off three milligrams of drug out of the tablet so he got a little overdose 10% overdose roughly and would it be exactly 10% I think it would be exactly 10% overdose but it's more like 11% more so it's 10% off but yeah you for you math people out there maybe you'll figure that out so um uh, and for you non-math people I think I figured out how to explain it so he should get 23 milligrams right but he actually got 25 right so um 22 and a half milligrams would have been about his weight. But uh, he got 25. <laughs> so now I lost it again. <laughs> but anyways, 23, if it was 23 and 2, then 2 milligrams on 23 is, is well, you get the idea. 25 and a half. Two and a half too much is 10% too much. Is that right? I don't know. Okay. We'll leave that for now. Um, so, yeah. It's an interesting day today. I don't know what, how, how I can keep the, uh, 
keep it going and uh, have whatever positive vibe I got going. I spent about three hours journaling this morning, so that tells you that I was having some kind of a significant breakthrough thought. And uh, I mean, again, it would be one of these minutiae things um, that's easier to talk about than write about. But essentially I was, what was the, how's the phrase? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the elder was backing me around. He was using verses like uh, 2 Thessalonians 3.6. I looked at it so much this morning for about a half hour, but it's, you can go to this Bible, I think it's called Bible Hub or something. And so at first reading, especially in New American Standard, it says something like, oh, brethren, and this and that. Hi. Hi there. Hey, buds. Oh, we're hot. Yeah. Well, at least not a hundred. I don't know. Fifteen or something. And Bud got stung inside the house by a scorp. Oh, I think I did again. Did you today? Uh, no, no, a few days ago. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, we've had more this year in in the house than we've had in the past. I think they're sneaking through the cracks. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. But uh, yeah, so Bud, I mean, he kind of. He'll eat them. He think he wants to eat them, but then I think he tried to crush it first with his paw, and then he got stung. But I think he still ate it because I couldn't find it. Oh really? Oh my God! But he's been on Benadryl today, so. But and he's he's walking, so that's good. Well, anyways, good to see you, folks. Have a good walk. Ah, so. We were, uh, oh yes, Second Thessalonians three six. Brethren, you know, stay away from every brother who is unruly. You know, so you know, I think this this actually came up, but I wasn't prepared for it when the dude came over, and uh, and I said, well, that that's got to be unbelievers. And I went, oh no, it's brethren to brethren. You know, and then you know, I just let it go. I'm like, whatever, the guys convinced that I'm unruly, right? Which makes sense if you look at the New American Standard, but you know, let's dig a little deeper and look at the Greek, man. So it turns out you pull up the Greek, it's been, they, it was translated unruly, which is really a poor translation because it's about idleness. And the context, the next few verses are about people that are just living off the church and just uh, getting free food from the church Stuff like that. An idol. An idol, dude. So, I mean, I, I mean, I can see them calling me unruly. You know, maybe like, oh, you're so contentious and so contrarian. Oh, yeah, he's unruly, so stay away. But the proper view is about someone that's not working, which sadly is I'm not working, right? <laughs> but... It's not because I'm not trying to. So so that was spent a lot of time hashing that through, but it's a little bit of minutia, but it goes to the point of there's like way too much spiritual abuse going on in churches. And this is like minor, right? Because like I'm just talking about the psychological 
framing and relationship stuff, right? So here the guy's, he feels, um, he feels completely guilt-free for saying that I'm unruly, you know, I think you're unruly, man, whatever. I mean, and when you get down to it, what's unruly? So you, you do have to look at the context and it's all about whether you're working. Well, I'm trying to work, man. And I'm not, I'm not going to the church to get money to take care of myself. So those verses don't apply, but because they want them to apply to me. And that's a sad thing. And it's like, do I really, I mean, do I really have to defend myself? I mean, shouldn't, I mean, they're the elders and they're supposed to be shepherding the flock. And I'm one of the flock. So, and I'm one of the, at least I was admitted to be one of the brothers, but they're, they're supposed to stay away from me because I'm unruly. <laughs> and, and it's like so false. So here again, we got false teaching right from the elders. So there's another one. So that's what I'm up against. And, uh, you know, they think I'm crazy or who knows. But they definitely think I'm unruly. It's a nice convenient one. Yeah, Michael's unruly. He's so unruly. Oh, wait a minute. What about the rest of the verses? Oh, well, that just talks about people that won't work. <laughs> oh, well, I don't, maybe it doesn't apply to Michael at all. What are we doing? What are we doing? <coughs> so that's what I'm up against. And I, I'm like good with it. I'm like, well, I'm not, I'm not going there. I'm, my wife still does. So it's a bit awkward, but it is what it is. And I'm going to write this book and just get it out because this is the kind of stuff that, is not walking in the spirit of love. I mean, it's like there's they're just so impatient. It's like, well, we, we, I, I could be helping other families that are in adulterous affairs, you know. I'm like, you got to get behind the plow. Okay, well, who's having an adulterous affair? And I'll go talk to them. <laughs> it's just like the thoughts of these people. And they're so sidetracked with, with uh, these things. So talk about unruly. Isn't the guy that's in the affair kind of unruly is <laughs> uh, is idling by i don't know it's just crazy so and that's unfortunately where the church is today and probably why a lot of people are just like what what is this and as you get older i guess there's so many people that just like put up with it there's like well i'm not gonna make waves it's like yeah okay now yeah, they said this wrong they did that wrong but you know they're 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 leaders you know <laughs> and, and, you know, First Timothy, Second Timothy, Titus, uh, the shepherds, you know, it's like, oh, you're, you're like making yourselves mini popes everywhere. Inerrant. In, uh, no, not inerrant, infallible, whatever. It's so, so difficult. So, um, I don't know who's listening. It was helpful for me <laughs> to do this podcast. And I hope I get better. And I'm, I'm mentally stronger, but... I got to get this, get rid of this cold. It'll happen. So y'all have a wonderful evening and grace and peace to y'all. Amen.